Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us again. This time being uh, episode 307. 307. Doesn't roll off uh, the tongue as well as 306 does, but... True. But whatever. We're not here to talk about numbers. We're here to talk about music. So, yeah. That's what we do best. Absolutely. And as we have been on a lot of the more recent episodes, we're going to have someone else on the show to talk about their music. This time being Mike to talk about the band Mugshot Mike's music. We'll get to that interview. I want to thank Mike for joining and uh, looking forward to talking more about his band and their music. We'll play some of that music. I played uh, Pirates of the Sea and I played that uh, like three weeks ago, something like that, over on uh, Punkanoi Worldwide. It was a new song in December. Well, he also put out a Spanish version, but we'll talk more about that in the interview, but also listen to it here coming up. So, speaking of new music, let's get into the new music that has been coming out. Uh, we're going to start on March 4th. The band Lucy, they released Winter Promo 23, and I, I recommend it. Lucy is uh, it's a cool band there out of New York, formed out of the ashes of other bands. So check it out. On the 5th, Crawl released Unforgettable, which is a single on Sam Strong Records. Cloud Surfers released Ein Shamur, which is a single on the 6th. Also on the 6th, the Menzingers released a new single called Bad Actors. Direct Hit released Wasteland, which is a single on the 7th. Citizen Rage released What's It To You, which is a single. They have an album coming out in May on Cursed Blessing Records. That single came out on the 7th. Also on the 7th, a single with, uh, it's kind of a split single. Uh, Stellar Corpses and the Brains did a track, California Dreamin'. Forge Fuzz Inferno released Eternal Circles of Fuzz EP on the 8th. We played a song from that on the last episode. The Rats, they released Thoughts and Prayers EP on the 8th. A Moral Hangover released Misery 2023 EP on the 9th. Tiro, T-I-R-O, released Gura Irintina Bedia. Pretty sure I uh, screwed that up, but I'll be playing that coming up on one of the upcoming episodes over on Punkanoi Worldwide. That was released on Tough Ain't Enough Records. Another one that is new that I'll also be playing on an upcoming episode of Punkanoi Worldwide that was also released on the 9th. The band Bogavantes Contarantes. They released Pelios. Pelillos a la mar, mi cago en la mar. And I know I'm doing a terrible job uh, <laughs> in Basque, the first band, and then in Spanish for this band. <laughs> but go check out Tough Ain't Enough Records. Both those releases are cool. The Covids, they released Bust to Bits on the 9th. Crim released Cansons de Mort on the 10th. The Heck released... On Your Nerves, uh, the next handful will be on the 10th, as that was a Friday. Uh, Wild Tales released 1, 2, 3 on Lockjaw Records. The Kicks released Disorder. Flogging Molly released Till the Anarchy's Restored, which was a single and a couple live tracks added to it. Judiciary released Flesh and Blood. Empire Down released a new single, No Shrinking Violets. Uh, that will be on an upcoming split with Liberty and Justice. Outsiders released self-titled Outsiders. 
Uh, if you speaking of these interviews, a few back, I had Stefan, and it's Stefan of City Saints, not SBAM Records, Spam Records. Uh, he had another band, Outsiders, which is basically a Ramones cover band, but they sing all the Ramones tracks in Swedish, and that's what came out on the 10th. So we got on the Ramones. Backfire released Angry God. The Downhalls released Hazy Shade of Winter, which is a single. The Cutthroats released self-titled EP on Upstate Records. Bet on Red released Don't Know Why, which is a single. Abe and His Babe released... Uh, she Loves You. We're going to talk more about that here in a little bit on this show, along with Worker and Parasite releasing live at HUM, H-U-M, that's in Sydney. Uh, both those came on the 10th. Both of those we'll talk more about here shortly on the show. Ultra Razia released Jusca Bout de la Nuit, and that is in Europe on Primator Crew and in the U.S. on Warthog Speak Records. Dreadnoughts, the, they released Green Willow on the 14th. Italian Blood released the P-E-P on Pi Day on the 14th. <laughs> Go figure. Right? Paisanos. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's great. I've only heard it once through, but there's three tracks. Uh, we've talked about them, played them, had T on the show a couple different times, I think three different times, and at least two of them were just to talk about Italian Blood. So you probably mm -hmm. know, unless you're brand new to the show, uh, what they're about, and if you haven't, go check out some of those interviews. But Italian Blood, the PEP on Pi Day. Also on Pi Day, Value Lasts, releasing Blind, Leading the Blind. That's a single that came out on Still Ill Records. On the 16th, Fake News will be releasing an EP called Take Me Away. Uh, Hunting Lions will be releasing on the 17th, Dark EP on Pirates Press. Spirit of Hamlet is releasing northwest of Hamarado, or Hamaretto, rather, on the 17th. St. Paddy's Day. These are St. Paddy's Day releases. There's, it's pretty light, but I'm sure it'll be heavier next week once the Friday comes and goes. Raging Nathans and Mikey Erg Band are releasing a split called Gauntlet of Knives. That's an EP. The Dolly Rots will be releasing a single called Hey Girl. Telos, T-E-L-O-S, is releasing Delude on the 18th. Boy Grub. B-O-I-G-R-U-B, all one word, is releasing Hugendrome auf Asphalt. Yeah, I don't know if I've got that right. <laughs> but I'm sure they're a German band by what I was just saying. And another German band, which is a side project of a German band, Ultracut, is also releasing See the World, which is a demo EP. That's a side project of the band Aggressive, who's going to be coming to the States and playing with Hard Cell. That is going to be worth traveling to for me. I just can't wait till they release the dates. Love Aggressive. Uh, loved it when we had them on the show a couple years back. On the 20th, Sigmite, S-Y-G-M-A-T-E, released Vivant on Canal Hysterique, or will be releasing it on the 20th. The Bouncing Souls are going to be releasing 10 Stories High, new LP on Pure Noise Records on the 24th. Public Serpents will be releasing The Bully Puppet on SBAM, or Spam, Spam Records, and we played a track from that already when we did that interview with Stefan of Spam Records. So if you didn't get a chance to check it out, go back and check it out, because you're going to want to check out that new LP from Public Serpents. Co-Defendants are going to be releasing This Is Crime Wave. Boulevard Bullies will be releasing Fremont and 7th on Americant Records. Primetime Failure is going to be releasing Oxygen, which will be an EP on the 24th. 
And then a couple on the 25th, an international tribute to the Dicks will be coming out on Take the City Records. It's called Lifetime Problems. Claim Choice is going to be releasing a new 7-inch on UBPR, and Fracture is going to be releasing an EP called Purgatory, both on UBPR. That's all I have up through the 25th. Eric, what do you got? Well, I got a few uh, belated uh, releases here. The 17th of February, Fiddler released the Centipede EP. And yeah, I give that a listen. It's a, it's all right. <clears throat> it's all right. There's, it is all right. Yeah, there's some good. There's some. Uh, there's some good. There's some mediocre in there. But I'm just thankful that it's an EP, not an LP. <laughs> so sorry. Um, yeah, and on the first, Drug Church released a new single, Myopic. And and yeah, I listened to it. It's Drug Church. Come on, <laughs> you can't mistake him for anybody else, except for uh, maybe the band I'm going to talk about pretty soon. Um, on the third, Zulu released a new Tomorrow. Fake Names released Expendables. Uh, Fury of Five released Half Past Revenge, and Truth Cult released uh, Walk the Wheel. Those last two I will be talking about. Awesome! Well, looking forward to that. Yep. On the sixth, uh, Drain released a FTS KYS single. That was a fuck this shit, kill yourself, <laughs> and yeah. I already uh, gave a bit of a spiel on uh, how a band with a singer who is uh, just so full of uh, positive energy and just loves to have fun and just as just as a blast to see live. Why would they write a song with uh, such a b- a blunt force statement like that? <laughs> it's basically saying like uh, it's the lyrics uh, work against that uh, phrase. Fuck the shit, kill yourself. It's like no. Yeah, fuck this shit, but I'm not going to kill myself. Nice. It's like, this is how to work past those feelings. So I was like, yeah, we all think it, but do we act on it? No, not really. Anyway, moving on from there. On the 8th, Bad Blood released their single, Apology. And on the 10th, yes, Judiciary, Flesh and Blood. I find I gave that a lesson, and it's 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 different. <laughs> it's, it's different. I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just... Uh, the judiciary I'm used to hearing is that uh, is that deep fried Southern crossover, you know, <laughs> and you know that's what I got from uh, Surface Noise and uh, Axis of Equality. This one it feels a little more, uh, I don't want to say exactly polished, but larger. Like the production just makes the guitar sound so much bigger than it actually is. It sounds more like a uh, turn of the turn of the millennium metalcore album, cool. as it does like a uh, you know nineteen eighties uh, thrash album. You know, which which isn't bad. It's different, but do they pull it off? Eh, they they pull it off pretty well. I only listened to the album once, so I can't exactly uh, put forth a critical opinion on it unless I've heard it a few more times, which I I will be listening. There's a there's something in there that's keeping me. <clears throat> coming back to it cool also on the also still on the 10th uh, negative prayer released their self-titled ep and and yeah flogging molly till the anarchy's restored the whole single including the the live tracks of drunken lullabies and what's left of the flag i did not listen to those two subsequent tor- tracks but i did listen till uh, uh to till the anarchy's restored and yeah it's a it's pretty decent i was expecting a I was expecting the full band to be a part of it, but it's just a, it's just Dave singing with his acoustic guitar and some background instruments. But yeah, which isn't bad. You know, that's where Dave shines, just his guitar and his voice. Uh, and yeah, then Killing Joke released a new single called Full Spectrum Dominance. And it's pretty good. It is pretty good. And then my friends in Frick 
Frick released Collection One. This is like one of their many releases. <laughs> they, got a, <laughs> they got a lot of songs. A lot of them are short songs, and they're just so they're just so simple. They're just so they're just so fun, and they're just so stupid. <laughs> They're simple. They're just a simple band writing simple songs, and they have a lot of fun while doing it. I'll be seeing them finally this week. They played two shows ever, and I missed both of them. I'm, I went to the shows, but why did they have to play first? <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, I will, be, I will be seeing them this week. Cool. Anyway, on the 13th, um, the bands X Weapon X and World of Pleasure released a split EP aptly titled Weapon of Pleasure. And that's not a bad, uh, yeah, it's not a bad split. I liked it. I listened to it today a couple times. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty decent. And on the 25th, the band Retarded released a self-titled album. <laughs> yep, they're coming right out and saying it. SJWs be damned. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet, obviously, but I'm going to be listening to it. I'm like, okay, what do these guys sound like? <laughs> and that's all I got for uh, new releases, at least... Uh, in terms of announcing, but in terms of listening, like I said, one of the aforementioned uh, releases I will be talking about, that one is Truth Cult. Yes. Yes, Truth Cult. Now, Truth Cult I had heard of, but never quite uh, actually listened to. And upon first listen, I'm like, okay, this is some stuff I actually like. So for those of you who don't know, Truth Cult is a band out of uh, Baltimore, Maryland. They formed in 2018. And released their first EP and then their first LP off, uh, off fire in 2020. And then the Tour 22 tape in 2022, bringing us to their current album, Walk the Wheel. Now, these guys have a sound that's, um, it sounds like it's paying homage to original post-hardcore uh, back in the 80s. Like, uh, you know, uh, okay, the 80s and early 90s, like Fugazi and Dag Nasty. That's, that's sort of the style I'm hearing. And okay. They even have a they even have a leaning towards a more contemporary uh, chaotic sounding punk bands like Drug Church and the Bronx, and you know if you listen to enough of the Bronx and enough of Drug Church, they're two pretty diff pretty different bands. Drug Church has gotten a lot more uh, I I won't say laid back, but a lot more spacey, a lot of ambiance going on with their uh, otherwise pretty uh, off kiltered production whereas the bronx are just in your face and just so just so loud and aggressive right you know so that's where uh that's where truth cult lands is right in the middle they are not too abrasive but they're also not too soft <clears throat> though they have songs that lean heavily either way they mostly hang around in uh, that space and also, the vocals, they switch between uh, Paris Roberts and their bassist, Emily Ferrara. And it's not like, a, it's not like alternating vocals like you see in most uh, crust punk bands. It's not like nausea or anything like that. It's more like X. They both have their own little uh, melodic flow, and they both bring a different energy to it. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, Emily, she's got a bit more of a, like I, like I said, egg from X Exine, kind of Exine Sarvanka. Okay. She's got that, she's just got that uh, low, not exactly low, but a sultry voice that's coming from deep inside the soul, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whereas uh, John Doe, he's holding the bass end down and just sort of like a, sounding a little more uh, manic. And that's what it's, uh, 
And that's what Paris sounds like. He holds down a lot of their faster, more hardcore songs. And I use hardcore loosely because, you know, just compared to the rest of their uh, album, which is a little more billowy, it's... Yeah, you can uh, you can compare and just say it's a hardcore song. <laughs> anyway, the so what song should I have chosen to uh, to portray here? Well, "Unstoppable" is the best example of of their sound. Uh, it's got melodic guitar harmonies as uh, as well as vocals, which can be hard when needed. And also, the guitar tone overall just reminds me of Dead Boys. Like uh, right down to the right down to the little solos and just the overall the overall tone and just the style of it. It's just reminding me of that uh, Dead Boy song. I want you to know what love is. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, a pretty uh, specific uh, reference right there. But if you guys listen to Dead Boys, then you probably know what I'm talking about. Then you will probably maybe maybe you will hear the uh, similarities in this song. But if not, just enjoy the song. This is Unstoppable by Truth Cult. What do you know? It's got a bit of a <clears throat> got a bit of a mix of all that I hear anyway. I don't know what you were thinking. Uh, vocals Bronx. Yeah. 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 The yeah the vocals uh, 
Yeah, I agree. They sounded like Matt from the right. Bronx. And then, Similar, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it had sort of the same tone, except for when he was drawing out the little melodies. Then he sounded more like uh, Patrick from Drug Church. Just like, yeah. Right. Because uh, Matt, as far as I know, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't elongate his uh, vocal passages. He doesn't hang on one note. Uh, Pat does. So it's a bit of a... Like I said, it's a bit of uh, both worlds in there. Cool. So it's kind of strange, like a a band playing to both sides of the uh, spectrum. It does run the risk of like uh, sounding, uh, yeah, sounding softer than this or sounding harder than that. It's like I want more of this, but they actually balance it out pretty well in this album. So, so yeah, Truth Cult. I really like this album. Walk the wheel. Yeah. Check out more of it. There's uh, more to be heard on here. There's a lot of harder songs. There's a lot of softer songs. This one was, I guess, by nature, right in the middle. Or if you want to hear some of uh, their actual harder songs, listen to their previous releases. That was back when they were still pretty raw and uh, <laughs> and rugged. They were pretty fun. Uh, they still are pretty fun. But back then, they were just like, yeah. <laughs> at least as far as the music's concerned. I don't know about their personalities at all. But once again, Truth Cult, Walk the Wheel. Awesome. Well, I've got something on the softer side. Uh, the artist's name is Ricky Rochelle. Ricky, I believe, does vocals and drumming for the band The Young Rochelles and is also in The New Rochelles, but Ricky Rochelle also does his own stuff. He, I don't know if the whole band or the bands are also from uh, New York, but uh, he's from New York and plays in those other bands. Has some uh, solo stuff. I was going to say single stuff. It's like, that ain't the right thing. Has some <laughs> solo stuff. And you can go find all of that stuff over on Spotify and, and so forth. And you can go check out the other bands. Uh, I'm going to get into a newer track. I think this is the newest single, the newest one that I found. Came out June 24th of last year. So still less than a year old. Maybe not as new as some of the other stuff we're going to be playing on the episode. But... Uh, still new, Ricky Rochelle's newest, and it's called Work of Art. It was a single. Let's check it out. We'll see what you think. Any way we look, you're a work of art. You're a painting by Picasso that deserves a center stage. Like the girl before a mirror, your true beauty grows a phage. If Pablo laid his eyes on you, you'd be his greatest model. I'd swipe that picture from the moment and take off full throttle.
Ricky's from Long Beach, New York. When I was reading that earlier, I thought, Long Beach, isn't that in California? Maybe it's Long Island. Maybe I wrote mm. something down wrong, so I confirmed. It is Long Beach, New York. <laughs> it, it sounded like uh, 70s power pop. Right? Yeah. Just those, uh, maybe it was mostly the uh, vocals. I think it was mostly the vocals, how they're just a little, a little higher and a little more soothing. Right. Like, or maybe not soothing necessarily, but smooth. And, and comforting. Yeah, comforting. It's that kind of punk. It's it's along the lines of the Ramones, and I'm not just saying it because the Ramones are from New York, but Ramones <laughs> were, you know, a pop punk of sorts. And, you know, just that fast, poppy kind of sound. And uh, yeah, I, they were, I think... They were basically the uh, the Corleones or the Coasters, but with guitars. There you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was their idea. They wanted to bring back, like, simple, uh, those simple sing-alongs from uh, from the '60s vocal groups, like uh, like the aforementioned, and but they just really loved rock and roll as well. So it's like, well, let's not worry about being the next Zeppelin. Let's just play simple rock and roll songs like the like the Rolling Stones and the early Beatles used to, and we'll just do it our own way. So that's how the Ramones came into the fold, and people just love that simplicity and this that raw aggression so much. They just called it punk. <laughs> Well, Somehow. this has a lot of those elements, not necessarily raw aggression, but a lot of those no. other elements. <laughs> That's a, yeah, this is Ramones minus the aggression. Right. Or the urgency. They didn't even really intend to be aggressive, right. the Ramones. They're not an aggressive punk band at all. They're just... Not by current standards either, but at the yeah. time. Yeah, at the time, it was, uh, it was shocking. <laughs> and at the time, they say that uh, Blitzkrieg Bop held the record in, uh, in 76 for being the track with the fastest BPM ever put on record. That's awesome. Yeah. And really think about that. Think of how fast the beat to Blitzkrieg Bop is. It's just like... That's how fast it's going. <laughs> yeah, compared to all your uh, little grindcore bands and your uh, tech death bands, and you know they're playing like a three twenty BPM. It's uh, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> oh, how we have how far we have come. <laughs> well, I want to thank Ricky uh, for sharing, reaching out, play, uh, and then when we get to enjoy listening to the music together again. That single was work of art. Came out back in June. He's from Long Beach. In New York, and go also go check out the other bands, the Young Rochelles, the New Rochelles, and go check out Ricky's solo stuff. On to the next. The next band is from Belgium. Bunch of youngsters, man. They look pretty young. I, I didn't reach out and ask. Uh, I talked with them about the music just briefly and, and about playing it on the show, but uh, don't know. Like, uh, good luck finding it. Go to YouTube. I'm not. Maybe it was on Spotify too. I can't remember, but. Uh, go to their social medias if you want to check them out. They are from Belgium. The band is Brain Dead, one word, Brain Dead, but they did capitalize the D, so Brain Dead. That's what you're looking for. Uh, there's four videos on their YouTube channel for tracks that they've put out on their social medias. They've got videos of them playing the tracks live and, and stuff like that. So you can go check that out. Let's check out a track. One of those four, it's called Sick of It All. Here we go with the band Brain Dead. The track on YouTube was released in October, so not too long ago. And maybe it's off of something uh, upcoming. I can't remember where I found this, but it uh, doesn't matter. We're going to listen to it together. Brain Dead, Sick of It All.
There you go, brain dead. Yeah, a little, uh, <clears throat> a little more abrasive from the uh, previous band, but still not quite up to the uh, <laughs> the intensity we're used to these days. Right. But that's okay. We weren't exactly expecting intensity. Although, the, the fact that the band is called uh, Brain Dead and they have a song called Sick of It All made me think of a Sick of It All from the East Coast and it made me think of a Brain Dead from New Zealand. The, yeah, the title, when translated from New Zealand English to American English, it's Dead Alive. <laughs> In other words, it's the movie, the Peter Jackson movie. Okay. <laughs> That's what its original title was, Brain Dead. But the fact is, Brain Dead is about a, you know, someone getting bitten by an infectious rat and then the disease spreads and turns them into, uh, <laughs> basically turns them into zombies. So with those two <laughs> dispositions, predispositions in my mind, I expected something a little uh, crazier. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's an unfair... Uh, <laughs> Uh, assumption? Pretty, yeah, assumption. Thank yeah. you. But <laughs> it didn't disappoint, I will say that. that was, this was still good music. Cool Street Punk from Belgium. I like it. Uh, definitely go out and check out the social medias. They're playing shows with other cool bands from Belgium that we play on this show and over on Punkanoi Worldwide. So get out there and check out Brain Dead. That track again was Sick of It All. Eric, let's get into... Another track from you, we kind of play older, lesser known, but mm -hmm. more recently we've been playing a lot of new stuff just because there's so much new stuff to get to. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is an, okay, this is an older band and it is a new they song. Are. That's true. Yep. And they are relatively, I'd like to say lesser known in the grand scheme of things in that I don't hear this band's name coming up a lot in uh, hardcore circles. That band is Fury of Five from Asbury Park in Joyzy. And they started way back in 1994. So, yeah, they're as old as me. <laughs> uh, but they broke up in 2000. But they revived themselves. They reformed in 2010 and are still going strong to this day. So, good for them. So, Fury of Five, they have, a, they have that classic 90s uh, New York hardcore style. It's uh, pretty close to that of uh, District 9, Marauder, Crown of Thorns, and Biohazard. So, aggressive vocals that feel more like uh, bars being spit. And music that is basically groove metal with breakdowns. <laughs> and that style continues in their newest EP, Half Past Revenge. That's five slapping tracks that ooze that urban wasteland feel, yet knows when to be uh, sort of intense and brooding. And, uh, you know, that comes off in the song Souls in the Soil with a more, uh, you know, the singer is more, uh, he's singing a bit more. And it's got a lot of ominous guitar leads and riffs and this persistent snare roll throughout that four and a half minute song. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty despairing, disparaging. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's not the song we're talking about. We're going to talk about one of their uh, shorter songs, Revenge Doesn't Sleep. And this is the hardcore with which we are most familiar. It's got chugging riffs, rugged vocals, and a simple call to arms that everyone will raise their fists and yell. And that call is... Revenge Doesn't Sleep, motherfucker! You are, this how you gonna feel 
pretty standard uh, time length for a hardcore song <laughs> as well. That doesn't even reach two minutes. It's it's there. It's ever so close, but it's still hanging out at like a 157 or some odd seconds. <clears throat> nice. Uh, so yeah, that's the that's the latest from Fury of Five. I just discovered them a couple days ago because I discovered this uh, this really cool thing on Apple Music. If I go to uh, the little Listen Now section, it'll just be like a latest releases. And it's, uh, of course, the algorithm is in favor of what I listen to the most. Right. So you can kind of understand that. So much soul. <laughs> so much disco. No, <laughs> no there's a, I got a, you know, I got a heads up on uh, all the new releases. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know there was uh, this stuff. I don't even know who this band is. Let me listen to it. Maybe it's uh, worth uh, checking out. Maybe it's worth uh, talking on the podcast. And that's how I discovered uh, Truth Cult and Fury of Five, as well as some others that I mentioned in my uh, new releases, like uh, you know the Weapon X and uh, uh, that other band, Split. Cool. So, yeah, I'm excited that that is a thing, and I will you know, never be short of another album to plug slash listen to. Excellent. And Fury of Five, you motherfuckers. You motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, you sound just as uh you sound just as fucking brutal as you did back in the day, as if I would know. <laughs> uh, I just have your albums to go off of and uh, yeah. Sounds like you haven't skipped a beat. In fact, I think you got heavier. <laughs> maybe it's production. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got to say about those guys. What have you got to say about uh Mansoor Abe? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was going to say, you're finding stuff on Apple Music, so that's a great way to find it. Uh, Spotify, another great way to find music if that's, you know, streaming sources. I know bands really aren't getting a lot, but depending on what kind of listener you are, it's a really good way to discover some stuff that you might really like and then maybe seek out, pursue, follow them on their social medias, follow them on their band camps, follow them uh, when they're on tour and go spend money in another way. Anyway... Another way that we come across music on the show is fantastic bands out there share their music with us. And so uh, our man Albin, uh, he is putting out more music and him, as with so many other great bands, continue to share their music with us when they put it out. Uh, Abe and His Babe is the name of the band. It's a one-man band. Yes, a one-man band. Sometimes we're playing two-people bands. Uh, even more so often, you might get a three-person band, and then obviously so forth and so whatever. But kind of a kind of a conundrum. The you know the moniker of this one-man band. It suggests that there is another person there. True. <laughs> maybe his babe is the music. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe his babe is his guitar or his drums or all all of it combined. Mm -hmm. Speculations. Hmm. <laughs> yes, you can say that his baby is his band. Uh, that's his baby's awesome. his music. Sort of like the opposite of what happened with uh, Alice Cooper. It was like the Alice Cooper band. Right. But because he was the singer, people kept referring to him as Alice. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, it, okay, fine. I guess I'm Alice Cooper now. <laughs> well, like I said before Eric played his song, at this point we usually play older, lesser known, or whatever. Well, today I've picked two different tracks. One's going to be a cover. One's going to be a live version. Abe and his babe doing a cover of The Beatles' She Loves You. It came out on March 10th. Uh, it's not simply a cover. And if you, this is the first time you're hearing Abe, we'll go back and listen to those episodes we've played him before and go out and check him out. One-man band putting out some cool stuff. He's from Gothenburg in Sweden. 
Uh, it's not simply a cover. So he wasn't trying to go soft and play some pop rock. I'm kind of paraphrasing some information that he sent to us that I'm looking at right now. So he made this song his own by changing the rhythm, distorting the guitars, and screaming his lungs out. Uh, he's comparing it to the differences you get between uh, Seether's cover of George Michael's Careless Whisper and then the original. So we'll see what you think based on what... Abe and his babe's going to put out, this is a cover of the Beatles, or a cover of sorts anyway. She loves you. Here goes. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves you, yeah, 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 yeah. You think you lost your love? Well, I saw her yesterday. It's you she's thinking of. Yeah, it's it's fun. You can you can tell that it's a one man project. I can almost picture him being like a one man band, you know, like a, a Bert and Mary Poppins. He's got the, <laughs> the giant bass drum on the back. He's got a horn on his shoulder, and he's playing the concertina, and then got the got the attached microphone. So I'm seeing that, just a little less uh, cartoonish, I suppose. Go look at some videos that Abe's posted if you want to get the, an accurate visual. All right, I will. <laughs> All right, she loves you. That was a great cover. I liked it. Uh, Abe did a great job. Abe and his babe. Thank you, Albin. Uh, next up, we're going to play that live song. The band is Worker and Parasite. Yeah, play this band a lot because I like this band a lot. Uh, the band's from Melbourne in Australia. And on May 27th of 2022, 
they performed live uh, at Hum, which is in Sydney, Australia. I think that's like a, a magazine or something. It's something to do uh, publication. Anyway, Hum is, it's called, the, the live album's called Live at Hum, though I think that it was specifically somewhere else. I'll tell you here in a moment. Anyway, that was recorded in Sydney, Australia. There are 10 tracks on the album. Uh, I did seek out another track that we hadn't played, even though this is live and live's going to be you know, a little bit different as, as it usually is then in the recordings. Uh, I wanted to play another track that we hadn't played, so we'll get to that here in a moment. Uh, it is at the window at Cactus Room in Wurundjeri Country. I'm not sure how accurate that is. I'm just reading what I've got. What you should do is go check this out. You can definitely head over to... Uh, the various streaming sources. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Tidal. Uh, you can go to Bandcamp, but it's not on Worker and Parasite's Bandcamp. It's on humrecords.bandcamp.com, album, and then live at uh, Hum. So that's where you'll find this. That's where you can listen to the other nine tracks. We're going to check out one, like I said, that we hadn't played previously. Let's do it. It's Worker and Parasite off of Live at Hum. It's movement. It's a movement. Move it! 
Yeah, they'd be fun to go see live. Yeah, sounds like it'd be a sounds like it'd be a party. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I like that band. I dig their sound. I like what they do. I love all the. Uh, go follow them on social medias. You'll you'll see what I mean. But announcements for the information of party members and. and the, the way they word and write everything and even in some cases redact things, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, Got to check out what the Department of Compliance is putting out. Uh, I really like them. Go check them out. Uh, they have a website too, workerandparasite.com. Uh, very cool. Again, they are from Australia. That track was Movement. Go check out the album Live at Hum. Again, it's humrecords.bandcamp.com. Eric, I think we're going to talk about some live shows before we get to your album, before we get to the interview. Yes, we will. We will. There were some shows that came up in uh, uh, that came up the last week that I wish I had gone to. But okay, well, there was one that I, <clears throat> that I wish I had gone to, and that was uh, "Show Me the Body," coming with uh, Zulu, Jesus, Pre- Jesus, Peace, and Scowl. And <clears throat> I don't know. I just didn't feel like going. Just. Felt burned out, I guess. Fair enough. That happens. <laughs> yeah. I am bummed that I didn't get to see Zulu, though. Like, that that at least would have been cool. That's the second time I've missed them since I've been here. And it would have been cool to see Jesus Peace again. But show me the body. I've seen them before. Scowl, I've seen them before. They're they're good. You know, they're good live. But I'm not in a hurry to see them again. So it's okay. I'm sure the show was great. But I just don't got the energy these days. <laughs> it's certainly not this week. These past couple of weeks. Jesus fucking Christ. There was a show that I did see last week, and that was um, and that was seeing my friends in Frick, in Marine Corps, and in uh, oh I forgot the name, Goat Sifter. That's right. There was one other band called Pigeon, but I didn't get to see them. I also didn't get to see Frick because it... I was at the gym, <laughs> man. I had a meeting with my personal trainer. I had to. I had to. <laughs> he had shit to do. Yeah, if I have to. If I have to reschedule one thing, I have to reschedule three more things. That's how my schedule works. I am very, I'm on a very tight ship and I'm strung tight. (laughs) Okay. Um, The the show, the show itself, I'm like, oh boy, that was, uh, I get there as Goat Sifter is finishing up their set and I only see three people on stage. I see three people. Where the fuck is Dave? (laughs) Where the fuck is Dave? Their guitarist and lead singer. He was out there. He was out in the crowd. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? And he said, oh, well, uh, my amp crapped out. Oh. Oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> it wasn't his amp. Apparently, uh, uh, why can't I remember the kid's name? Uh, the kid who plays guitar in Frick, his amp was also having the same problem. So it wasn't an amp problem. It was the wiring problem in uh, the venue. It was at the Metro. Gotcha. Something was going on that was making shit go haywire. So, yeah, that kind of sucked. I get there to see Goat Sifter. I don't even get the full band. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. What do you do? Get to check them out the next time, I suppose. Oh, yeah. And they're writing new shit, they told me. So Cool. Yeah, so they'll probably be uh, a little absent from upcoming shows, but hey, I get it. I, I'm in that with my bands, bands plural now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I got to stick around and see Marine Corps, and how was Marine Corps? Yeah, they were they're pretty good. They were pretty good, better than the last time I saw them. Okay, I'm like, yeah, you still got you still got a ways to go. It's just weird seeing a band of their caliber, just like straightforward style hardcore punk. That's you know 
bare bones as it is, playing on a stage that's as big as the Metro to only like 10 people too. <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, this, uh, this feels kind of weird. There's a, I sense an imbalance in the force. <laughs> 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 so yeah, no disrespect to the kids. They're my friends. I love them. And but most of the set, I was just outside talking with uh, talking with the goat sifter guys. And I remember in the middle of their set, here comes Will, their bassist. He's just he just goes out there, looks around, and then goes back in <laughs> mid song. He's got a wireless uh, uh, bass on his. Uh, he's got a wireless uh, cab, and the little uh, I I can't remember what you call those the transmitter. Little, yeah, transmitters. Thank you. You got thank, it. Thank you for being my uh, <laughs> uh, my thesaurus or my dictionary. <laughs> Both of them at the same time. So yeah, it, he has one of those. <laughs> so he was able to. Will always makes it a point to get into the crowd and just to move people around, have a good time. I appreciate that. It's also funny. He's the most stylish looking one there. He's dressed up as like the spitting image of Nikki Six. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's enjoying himself. Uh, so yeah, that was the, that was the show. That's the extent of, uh, shows that I had attended in the last week. Um, actually, no, there was one other show that I attended at, uh, at, uh, Met, not Metro. I was just at Metro at Aces one night that I was there and it wasn't exactly a punk show. It was, uh, though it might as well have been, it was, uh, I can't remember the name of the, uh, headlining acts, but I just remember seeing the opening act body horror. And body horror is really interesting. They got a sort of a sludgy, uh, grungy, uh, a Melvin's type sound, you know. So it's just full of these uh, long riffs. But the singer, she's not growling like Buds. She's actually kind of uh, reserved. I was like, okay, this is the first song. Um, I think I'm gonna be bored pretty easily. But no, they know how to kick it up. They knew how That's to like cool. switch gears. I'm like, oh, all right, this is pretty good. So they had their <laughs> fast, more punk sounding songs. They had their slower, more brooding, uh, Sabbathy songs. They even covered uh, "I Want to Be Your Dog" by the Stooges. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, body horror. That was a nice little. Uh, that was a nice little surprise for me. And I recognize their uh, uh, their singer and bassist. She plays also in the Chain with uh, Courtney Lane. Cool. So, yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. Now play Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'd hate to see her try to pl- to try and mimic uh, Courtney's piano skills on a bass guitar. It's very, very difficult. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that was a, yeah, that was in itself was a uh, good show, but I don't remember the other uh, bands that were playing. I just heard them. I was like, this is pretty cool. But cool. I was more interested in, uh, conversing with people sweet sometimes that's the way it is sometimes it's fun that way yep that's how it can be sometimes anyway as far as uh as far as upcoming shows there are a few 15th is the acacia strain fit for an autopsy full of hell and primitive man at the complex that'll be 30 dollars plus fees so <laughs> maybe 40 dollars and it starts at six on the 16th the gruesome twosome tour that is the members of that is a couple of members with of off with their heads. Okay. They are playing up in Logan with Frick. So cool. I will finally be seeing Frick. I will make it a point to get up there and I get to see uh, the guys in off two of the guys in off with their heads play acoustic versions of their songs. Sweet. Yep. My drummer Sid, who is also in Frick, she actually booked that show. Awesome. So I'm like, okay, I will come. I will come watch you guys play. 
Anyway, also on the 16th is uh, F Emasculetta with Force Torment, Social Stigma, Blunt Force. And it's not here. It's at Real Art Tacoma. Cool. They got other shows out of state plan, but there is, a, there is that one. And that is, uh, if you're up in uh, Tacoma, that's uh, $10 in advance and $20 day of the show. Damn, that's a bit of a jump. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> Get them ahead of time. It's the Northwest. What do I know? <laughs> That'll start at 7 p.m. Uh, back down here on the 17th, Psychic Death, Ribbons, Badmouth, Gonk, and Ack are at the Beehive. That'll be $12 and it'll be at 7 p.m. Okay, now I remember. Psychic Death also played that show with Body Horror. Okay. Yeah, and I didn't really watch them. I was listening to them. I'm like, these guys are really fun. Cool. <laughs> yeah, fun little uh, hyped up punk rock band. So, so yeah, Psychic Death. Or no, not Psychic Death. Pseudos. It was the Pseudos. All these stupid fucking <laughs> names with the PS on there. The Pseudos. And they were great. Pseudos, you're awesome. Psychic Death, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day Eric will, though. Yeah, maybe one day. Well, I mean, it's coming up. It's uh, the 17th. Isn't that on Friday? It is Friday. Yeah, Friday. Maybe, I, maybe I'll check it out. Uh, on the 18th, Dogs in the Fight is coming or is playing with Hi-Fi Murder and Violent Unrest and Dre's Method. That is up north in Ogden at Kamikazes. $10 starts at 8 p.m. Which guys? The Dogs in the Fight had them on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did have them on the show. Well, they're coming. On the 18th, that's awesome. They're coming or they're going, depending on your uh, point of view. (laughs) Anyway, on the 20th, um, I believe it's Mired. Mired, M-I-R-E-D. I don't know how you pronounce that. Mired? Mired? I assume it's Mired. Anyway, they're uh, them, Snuff Tape, Fight the Future, and Wasatch Pine be playing at the Beehive. $10, 7 p.m. And those are those are all the shows that I have coming up until basically the end of the month. Cool. So we'll be fine. We'll be fine until then. <laughs> I've got a handful to mention. First up, uh, we did, as I said, we did an interview with Stefan of Spam Records. Well, as a part of Spam Fest, they have on the 18th of this month, this Saturday, at the Sputnik Rock Cafe in Linz, Austria. You can go see Punk Rock Karaoke. This version of Punk Rock Karaoke is the Europe edition, which features members of Ruskaja. Eagle versus Shark and others. So head out there. Show starts at 7. It's a part of Spam Fest as far as it's a show that Spam Records is putting on. So there you go. Uh, Go check them out. Punk Rock Karaoke. Uh, You know, the U.S. version, I guess, is fun. So uh, I'm sure that the European one would be as well. Uh, I'm going to jump ahead. I think you already talked about this one, but Spent Absolved. Violent unrest, social stigma, I wanted to mention that at Black Lung Society on March 31st because our friends were just on the show and they're playing that show. Yes, they are. I did not mention that. Okay, so it's $10 all-ages show and that's on the 31st. We will mention that again as we get closer. Next up, on St. Paddy's Day on the 17th, that's this week. A lot of shows. I'm sure just about every town you go to, there's probably going to be some shows. In Austin... And you can go to uh, Kickbutt Coffee. There we go. Kickbutt Coffee, 5 p.m. it looks like. So get there. The show probably starting at 6. You can go see Hard Cell. Love those guys. Pachuco Cabras. 
Noogie, Mean Hearts, Dropped Out, and Spike Polite and Sewage, who's from New York. They're heading all the way down to Austin, Texas, and they're going to be playing that show. Uh, we've had Spike Polite and Sewage on the show. We've had Hard Cell on the show, Chris from Hard Cell. So go check out that show. Boulevard Bully's album release party is going to be on March 24th in Las Vegas at Double Down Saloon. They'll be playing with uh, Talking Bombs and Muertos Heist. And so go check that out. Uh, Americant Records, that's where that will be getting released. That's on March 24th, so a little bit further out. Something that's a little bit closer is Your Lucky Night. That's Friday, March 17th. That's this week. You can go see Clover's Curfew. Flak Jacket, The Folken Skags, and Ian CSC. It's a $10 show, Industry Makers Art, and this is in New York. What is that? Uh, New York Avenue, Hun- Huntington. That looks like that is where this show is going to be. So if you're anywhere near there, go check out Clover's Curfew. They'll be on tour this summer. I'm excited for that one. Uh, Rancour. They're awesome. They're going to be playing on March 24th at 8 o'clock at Prix Libre. And I assume, oh, this is in Metz, France. RDC, they'll be playing with RDC, Old Rotten Bastards as well. And RDC's from Luxembourg, and uh, Old Rotten Bastards are from Nancy. So uh, you can go check them out on the 24th. That'll be the next weekend. Uh, Recreational Outrage has a St. Paddy's Day show. They'll be playing with the Idolizers, Dr. X, and the Breakups, Racket Squad. It's a free show. Starts at 7.30. It's at Otto's Shrunken Head. Uh, Recreational Outrage is from New York, so I assume uh, so is Otto's uh, Otto's Shrunken Head. Looks like that's in New York. So if you're in New York City, you can go follow any of those bands if you need further details. Uh, A couple more shows to mention. Battle Flask will be playing a St. Paddy's Day show at Knitting Factory and this is the Knitting Factory in NoHo, which I believe is in Los Angeles. And Battle Flask will be playing songs from their upcoming release, which I'm excited for. And they'll also be playing with Angry Samoan, Channel 3, and Narcoleptic Youth. So go follow those bands to get more details. But that'll be this Friday on St. Paddy's Day. Uh, Last Real Heroes coming to town. They're from Pueblo, Colorado. We played their new track. They are two-tone ska, punk, and reggae all combined with the Makeways. They'll be here in Salt Lake at Ice House on the 18th. That's not St. Paddy's Day. It's the day after, but you can go get beers, brats, and booze. I think two of those things are the same. Maybe they're not. (laughs) Well, beer and booze. Booze is more of a general term for anything under the... Anything in the alcohol pool. So it can mean anything from, uh, you know, liquor to hand sanitizer. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was something that I would, uh, that's how I would generalize booze. Beer, anything that you get from uh, wheat and hops and, uh, you know, anything that's fermented like that that isn't wine. Right. Well, if you're in Salt Lake, go check out Last Real Hero and the Makeways this Saturday at the Ice House in Murray. And finally, this is a little far out, but it's worth mentioning now. Uh, Anarchy at Waterloo. It's a four-day festival, and it is at Waterloo Music Bar, Blackpool. It's for Anarchy Weekend, and it starts uh, Thursday, April 6th. And it'll be Friday, April 7th, Saturday, and Sunday through April 9th. 
Uh, you'll get to see bands. I'm just going to quickly read over a few that at least we've played over here on the show before, like Gimp Fist, Crashed Out, Knock Off, uh, Hung Like Hanratty, Resistance 77, Sinful Maggie, Pizza Tramp, Conflict 999, and many, many more. handful of those bands we've actually had on the show, such as Knock Off and Resistance 77. So... Uh, early bird tickets are 40 bucks. Weekend tickets are 45 bucks, And you can go over to see tickets if you want to get those four days of punk if you're over there in Blackpool. Eric, that is all I have. If you don't have anything to add, let's get into that great cover-to-cover album so we can get into that great interview. Yeah, let's get into uh, a lot of greatness here. Yes. So today is an album that I know I talked about before. I know that uh, in the past I've had a tendency to uh, you know repeat albums inadvertently. So this accidentally I talk <laughs> about the same albums, different songs, but the same albums. Uh, some of them are advertent in that you know about three years ago I had my fucking accident and I was out of commission for a while, so I didn't get to talk about my the album picks back then. So I kind of had to uh, redeem myself in the later years. I did that with Vlogging Molly's Within a Mile of Home, Integrities for Those Who Fear Tomorrow, uh, etc. And right now, I am bringing back a classic, uh, really for uh, not any reason, but I just love this album. I've been listening to a lot this week, and... Yeah, I just I just feel like it's a worth talking about again. <laughs> I'm going to point something out. Uh, speaking of the great interviews we've been doing recently, about a month ago, one of those great interviews was Brody of Cuffs, and you and Brody mm. both talked in depth, I can, would consider, about this specific <laughs> album. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say we talked in depth. We both uh, geeked out in depth. <laughs> there you go. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And the album in question is Grey Britain by Gallows. Yeah, this album is the standard to which I hold any hardcore release. This is the album that changed my life. This is the one, I know I'm sounding incredibly dramatic here, but it did. At the young little age of 15, with such an impressionable mind, just dipping my toes into punk rock, well, this album just fucking pushed me in. It's like, no, you're going in. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) And yeah, I haven't been out since. Because the water just feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great album. Oh, it's great. It's uh, Like I said, it's the standard. The, it's got everything in there. I mean, yeah, I talked about this album about, uh, it was about four years, yeah, four years ago in 2019 because the album had just turned 10 years old. And like I said, there's no uh, reason for me to revive it uh, right here. I was planning on uh, bringing it back for added commentary and next year when it turned the age of 15 but yeah who's who's keeping track (laughs) (laughs) you're not here for the technicals of everything you just want to know how it all sounds well let me tell you how it all sounds great britain is the follow-up to the first album orchestra of wolves which was released on epitaph back in uh, 2007 and Yeah, Orchestra of Wolves is a different-sounding record. It's more chaotic uh, with a lot of chromatic scales and angular rhythms. It felt more mathy, like not exactly math core, but you listen to that, it's just so, it's so odd. I mean, the the most famous song off of that one is in the belly of a shark. (laughs) So you could kind of... You can kind of hear where it's uh where it's going. Got a bit of a weird groove. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, it's really all over the place, but it's uh, stylistically all over the place. It's a uh, chaotic order. Uh, but yeah, that was what their, uh, that was, but with one guitarist, they were a four piece back then. And their guitarist, uh, Lawrence Lags Bernard, uh, did all the guitar parts and recorded them himself. So that was his dynamic. And then along comes uh, Steph Carter. Uh, he was the, uh, he's the brother of their lead singer, Frank. And he brought a more direct, uh, more direct punk dynamics with just simple heavy riffs, which lend themselves to more aggressive lyrics. So you do hear a bit of a, a bit of both of them throughout that song, uh, throughout that song, throughout this whole album. And it's like, yeah, it's rough and rugged when it needs to be. And it just has a little, uh, it, it has little, uh, technical sprinkles added to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, that's the thing about this album. I can listen to it. I have listened to it hundreds of times and I'm still finding new shit about it. Oh man. But about the album itself, it is a concept album. This is like a, this is how I referred, what I referred to as my Jane Doe. Jane Doe was the be all end all hardcore album in the late nineties, early two thousands, or at least the, the fans in that day. Like how many people have you seen who have Jane Doe's face tattooed on them? <laughs> so many, so many, I can't, I've lost count. Um, but not to say that it's uh, not a bad album. It's a great album, but the obsession behind it is like, oh, God, what are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, that was my, this was my Jane Doe. This is the <laughs> album I obsessed over that I sort of uh, based my whole uh, writing style of, around. Seriously, like, this album is the bottom line to how I, like, want to write my music for Anonymous, pretty much. And I'm, I love it, and I hate it at the same time. It's <laughs> like, why... I love you. You're so good, and yet I hate you. Why can't you just have some fucking flaw that I can improve on <laughs> that I think can be improved? The answer is there's not. <sighs> okay, maybe one song is a little less <laughs> less good than the <laughs> other. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, it's written around uh, the, uh, the credit crunch back in the uh, late 2000s. Back when we hit like a huge economic recession that was uh, uh, nowhere had been worse than the Great Depression back in the 30s. And this album, it's, uh, its narrative is sort of like predicting an increase of crime and racism, xenophobia, and uh, uh, just a spike in mental illness. And nowhere is it more blatantly stated than in, uh, <laughs> than in the song Crucifix. It's like, uh, hold on, I got the lyrics right here. It gets, it gets pretty brutal. Yeah, right here. The London Metropolitan, all the fucking clergymen, child abusers, national front, rapists, racists, all fucking scum. And they march hand in hand to rape our green and pleasant land. Dust to dust, dust to dust, earth to earth. The newborn babies drowned at birth. And there's no future for England's son. They're nine years old and they all carry guns. Take out your crowbars, take out your knives, drain out your blood. We all deserve to die. Yeah, the album is incredibly bleak. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a post-apocalyptic world. It's, you know, it's Mad Max style out here. Anything goes. Or even, even more closely, uh, Blade Runner, I would say. Because this one just feels more futuristic. 
Nice. Well, it's not futuristic. It's uh, present day. And the funny thing is, uh, uh, Frank, he states after uh, after Brexit happened that that like we were writing about post-apocalyptic London and now we're living in it. Wow. <laughs> so it's like uh, self self-fulfilling prophecy. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It's kind of it's kind of bizarre to think about. Anyway, the the songs that I like to talk about this time. Uh, yeah, last time I was talking about this album, I pointed out the song Leeches, which is uh, talking about, uh, you know, how priests and other religious figures function as such, just sort of bleeding us dry of all of our personality, pretty much. Yeah, and I love Leeches. That's probably my favorite song on this record. So what else was I to choose? Well, I'm going to choose something a little more uh, <laughs> theatrical. It's the song Death Voices. You know, the song that has uh, in this chorus, four nails, four corners, four riders, four horses. Bring me famine, bring me death, bring me war and pestilence. It's talking about the end of days, the rapture, the end of times, the apocalypse. And yeah, it's uh, that's really what it is. Even saying lyrics as far as uh, the sky opening up and literally raining blood. <laughs> so... So yeah, paints a pretty uh, unruly uh, biblical picture, and I love it. This is about as metal as uh, Gallows can get. And keep an eye, keep listening for the guitar parts on this because I love how the technical stuff and the simple stuff work off of each other. The, Stefan and Lag's fucking great duo. It sucks that they're not a thing anymore. <laughs> they're not a couple. <laughs> just, <laughs> Steph is no longer in the band. Neither is Frank. So it's just lags and company. So, uh, and that's why I, that's why I can't stand gallows these days, but this album will always hold true. So let's, uh, let's stop talking. Let's start listening.
to the ground Beep by beep as the blows rain down This is a gunplay world We made the last hell The bet we made is a great hit So yeah, that's about as uh, one of their more straightforward songs, at least uh, sonically speaking. Uh, if you want to hear more of the guitars uh, working off of each other, I suggest listening to uh, I Dread the Night and also uh, the aforementioned Leeches, because those are really bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, the other uh, sound effects, like the ones you're hearing now, they really utilize the orchestra, especially in the, the, opening, <clears throat> the opening intro. What else would an intro be other than opening? <laughs> the intro that is the riverbank that leads in the riffs, and then the outro and crucifix, and of course the famed intro of misery. Ding 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 ding. Stuff that was written on guitar, but then like uh, transposed over to be a more orchestral piece. And then they have yeah, you know, they have sound effects like the sloshing and the teeming of the river Thames. And they have an air raid siren in the riverbed. <laughs> it's just, it gets so, like, it really uses all the spaces in between to their advantage to just really, uh, really bring home that this is a concept album. It is telling a story, a very loose narrative, but you can get an idea of what they're going for if you watch all the music videos they have for this. Not every song has a music video, but the fine points do. <laughs> And then you got stuff like the Vulture, the two-parter. It's got an acoustic part and it's an electric counterpart that's, you know, again, that's sort of like the interlude. That's sort of the turning point for, <laughs> for the album going into part B, as it were. Yeah, so, so, yeah, a lot of stuff to be digested on this record. I mean, it took me, fuck, what is it, 2013? No, it was 2009. 2023, 14 years, 14 years I've been listening to this record and I still can't get enough of it. And since I talked, since I talked about it last, I have finally, finally, finally acquired the fucking vinyl. Nice. Oh my God. Thank you, Destiny, for that <laughs> Christmas gift. That was a white whale record for me. I wanted that so bad. And now I have it. I spun it once, just once. I remember I got home from work. I was like, okay, it's Friday. Nobody's home. Okay, I'm get, I guess this is time to put on the record. So I put the record on the turntable, cracked open a beer, sat on the couch, and then I just let that, that orchestra of the riverbank just kind of uh, lee, just kind of drag me in. And as soon as the guitars fucking dropped and, and Frank starts singing, I got up and I was like, I'm not going to be sitting down for this record. <laughs> so I was bouncing all over my fucking living room just to be in the lead vocalist, as it were. So. Nice. So, yeah. And another little heirloom I have is the CD of Great Britain that's signed by four of the five members. Because, uh, you know, when I saw them back in 2009 on the Warp Tour, my buddy, he bought the CD and they were hanging out at their, uh, at their merch booth. And only the four of them were there. Frank was nowhere to be seen, which kind of sucks because it would have been awesome to have his signature on there because he left the band not long after. 
Right. And then Steph followed. So they don't have the Carters in there anymore. Maybe that's why their music uh, <laughs> sucks now. <laughs> okay, uh, saying it sucks is a bad... It's not, a, it's not accurate for me to say. It's just because I hold this album to such a high standard that everything else is just going to pale in comparison. That's how it is for uh, many bands. Okay. I can go, I can go on. <laughs> and, and I will go on slightly further to talk about this song, Queensbury Rules. Really, I just love the riffs in this one. My God, they're just so, they're just so angry. And, and yeah, it's got a bit of an interesting take on here. It's uh, throughout, the, throughout the story of this album, it's talking about uh, you know, kids fighting with knives and crowbars and just like trying to, you know, just using their own version of capital punishment. It's straight vigilantism as well. But Queensberry rules, if you don't know that, those are referencing the rules of boxing that are still used to this day. Padded gloves, three-minute rounds, and, uh, you know, restrictions on what blows to use. So that's saying, like, uh, we drop the knives and we bring it back to the old uh, fisticuffs. Leave it like a last-man-standing sort of thing instead of having to just go through these fucking lengths. And Queensberry Rules, they don't hold any punches. This whole album doesn't hold any punches, but this song, it even has a Wu-Tang reference. It's like, <laughs> hoods up, knives out, protect your neck. <laughs> no remorse, no respect for every teen that lost their life, hung on the end of a kitchen knife. We'll carve this cross into your chest to remind you of this fucking mess. This is Queensberry Rules. Let's listen. <laughs> No remorse. 
it's just punk enough. It's just metal enough. It's just har- hardcore enough. Like no, no elements overstay their welcome. It's all just, it's just all in an equal playing field, and I love it. And I also just love Frank's voice, how he can manage to be so aggressive with his yells, but still hold down a melody at at the same time. It's uncanny to me. I mean, I was incredibly bummed. Like, I was <laughs> basically heartbroken when they announced that he was departing the band back in 2011. I was like, oh, God, no. No. <laughs> That's, you're, you're taking away Frank from Gallus? <clears throat> I mean, yeah, no disrespect to Mr. Wade McNeil from Alexis on Fire for filling his shoes, but oh my God, you got some big shoes to fill. (laughs) Sorry. But Frankie wasn't exactly happy being a hardcore vocalist. He was, uh, you know, he's a tattoo artist and he's not, yeah, he's angry, but he can't be that angry for that long. I mean, look at his other band that he started post Gallows, Pure Love. It's the opposite. I mean, the opposite. (laughs) He's a... It's a good thing he's a great singer. Otherwise, that would have uh, tanked, which maybe it did. I don't know. But he's keeping a keeping somewhat of a low profile. He's more focused on his uh, tattoo parlor, which is great. Cool. Yep. So, so yeah, I've spoken. I feel like I've spoken enough, at least on this episode for today, <laughs> on my on just my love for this album. It's. Truly an inspiration to me. I'm sure it's been an inspiration for other people, and it's uh, not really talked about. Every time I mention Gallows, they're like, oh, yeah, they're fucking awesome. Well, good. Now I know that someone else thinks the same way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what better way to end it? But uh, Great Britain is fucking dead. Cut our throats. End our lives. Let's fucking start again. All right. Uh, we're Mike at the time <laughs> for the interview, and I'm, we're about to talk to Mike. I'm about to talk to Mike on the interview. Uh, I was able to arrange it at a time that, uh, you know, it was convenient for Mike, but uh, I was I was able to do it. And Mike's awesome. I, w- I want to say that Eric was not able to join, but uh, just a genuinely cool guy. Just really enjoyed talking to him. Good vibes. I'm going to let the interview do the talking as far as that goes. Well, that's uh, what it's supposed to do, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I, I don't want to spoil, as it were. But the band Mugshot Mike, they put out their newest track in Pirates in the Sea, December 9th. I played that version of it on the new songs, December Part 1, back in about three weeks ago over on Punkinoy Worldwide. But since... They released a new version of the same song. It came out January 20th. And when I say since, I mean since December 9th. They released uh, Piretes en el Mar, so the Spanish version. And we'll talk more about that in the interview. You'll hear this version here. You can feel free to go check out that version over on Punkinoy Worldwide. Or just go out and check out the music of Mugshot Mike. Uh, you can go check it out on streaming. We're going to take a talk about quite a few of the tracks. We're going to play another one of those newer tracks that came out this past July. And you'll get to hear about when live shows are coming and about more music coming and about all kinds of other stuff, about other things in the band. I want to thank Mike again. I'm wearing the T-shirt that he sent right now. I posted about it uh, before the episode came out. Uh, it's my kind of T-shirt, man. Black T-shirt with a skull on it. Yeah. I'm in. I'm all in on that. So thank you again to Mike for sending those over. 
and we're going to get into the Spanish version of Pirates in the Sea, and immediately followed by the interviews. Here we go. You're 
right, joining me now is Mike of Mugshot Mike. First, thank you for joining me. I appreciate you being here. Man. I appreciate you for bringing me on. Absolutely. Now, first question I have is, all right, you're, you were Mike, but the band is Mugshot Mike, but Mike like the microphone, right? M-I-C. Exactly. So tell me about the name. What is, what is Mugshot Mike? Yeah, Mugshot Mike is, is something that I came up with when I was uh, 14, I believe. And I was a skateboarder, a punk rocker, you know, just uh, hanging out on the streets doing stupid, crazy shit. That's <laughs> for my cursing. I was always, my whole life, most of the time, straight edge. So, but I always wanted to challenge myself with doing action stories or doing action on the streets, you know, or if somebody challenged me, hey, I, I dare you to do that, you know, you're not going to do it. I'll give you this, this money. So one of the stories is, they said, hey, I dare you to go to the liquor store and buy us a 12-pack, and I'll give you 20 bucks for it. And I was I was 15, I believe, 14, 15, something like that. And back then, the passports were easier to, to fake. And I basically just took a pencil and made out of the 75 a zero. That made me five years older, you know, but it, it still made me, I think, like 20 or something. And I was just like totally daring, just walked in there. I get the 12 pack and it was so busy. So I guess the clerk just said, here you go. And I turn around and my stepdad is standing there, you know, <laughs> what timing <laughs> in the back of me, perfect timing and everything. And he grabs the 12 pack. He gives it back. He says, get in the car, you know, and then he started talking to me and says, you know, you're acting like a mugshot. And that kind of stuck in my head ever since then on and off. And then when I started making music, the first band I was in was Cloud of Snot, then it was Leva, and then I came up with Mugshot. But back then it was only the Mugshots. So it was the three of us, uh, Waxico and uh, Joshua, and it was just simple punk rock, and we called ourselves the Mugshots. And that was back in the 80, uh, end of the 80s, yeah. And Mugshot, the Mugshots were around for, say, like four years, playing on and off shows, and... Then I switched over and I got to meet uh, the band Pipes and Pints. Uh, they were from the Czech Republic. They were looking for a singer. They hired me as a singer. I rolled with them for about 11 years. So all over the world, we actually got a Grammy in 2012 for the best record. And Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Then in 2016, uh, the guitar player and I left the band because of personal issues and came back. Did a new record called Life is a Song with from my way old tracks, renewed them, made them new, made it a great, great sound. Absolutely amazing. Got Ronnie King with Rotten Little Kings on it, as you heard. Right. Which was to work with and, and Sean Smash. Great people to work with. And the track was, oh my God, totally excited about it. But anyway, and then when I came back to the U.S. in 2016 from Europe after Pipes and Pints, I decided to bring Mugshot Mike back. Since I was always the opposite of everything, like I don't do drugs, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do anything. But people always looked at me because of my tattoos and everything. I'm a gangster, you know, you're, you're a troublemaker, all of that, blah, 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 you know, I was like. Uh-uh, you're actually wrong. I'm the opposite of everything. I'm a rotten little king, and my new band is Mugshot Mike. Go ahead and check it out. You know, so that's kind of where it came all about. And yeah, that's how Mugshot Mike was kind of created. So it was like a since the end of the 80s, uh, on and off thing. And here we are. That's 30 fantastic. Years later. 
those early bands, is there anywhere, if anybody's listening, that says, hey, I want to go check out some of that early stuff you did, is that available? Can, can that be found? The Mugshots, and then uh, what were the first two band names again? A Clot of Snot and Leva. I think Tang Records down in San Diego still has a few. Okay. I think 14 CDs left. I'm not sure. <laughs> seven tracks on it or something like that and uh leva leva was in austria and germany so i doubt you can find anything on that Fair. I mean, you can check out just google it we have the internet <laughs> right it might be up somewhere somewhere yeah mugshot 76 was the very first mugshot and then the 76 okay and then obviously pipes and pints uh, i mean if you're out winning a, a grammy then you're that's probably pretty easy to get out there check out and find <laughs> great time good band we toured half around the world and uh it was an amazing time but now mugshot mike is back you know and we got a new sound a new crew and the people are going to be pretty amazed by that sound very good quality music sounds great yeah. uh the musicianship what you guys have done musically sounds really good it's good punk music and I, I love the the gritty vocals that that go along that's a, a style of you know street punk whatever you genre or whatever that you want to kind of give it a name for but i love that combination of that nice musicianship great sound but then also that kind of gritty vocals that kind of gives it that extra bit of energy thank you for saying that yeah i gotta i gotta give the biggest credit goes to to trip holland my buddy, you know, for for bringing out the best and on the whole thing, and then Dustin Dalterman, he did a, a fantastic job on fixing the sound on it and everything, you know. And then Victor on the drums, I mean, amazing drummer. It comes to Costa Rica is is not really known for punk rock. It's more what is it a reggaeton or something like that, you know, Bad Bunny kind of music. Yeah. I don't know if that says anything to you. I don't really listen to it, but reggae and reggaeton is like the biggest thing in Costa Rica. But for him, playing punk rock on this record is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, it turned out really well. And actually, Pirates in the Sea, we recorded at Long Beach Records in Costa Rica. Wow, that's cool. That was really awesome. Well, you it sounds like you've been all over the place as far as you know, having played with bands and, and where you've played, probably where you've been based out of. Where is Mugshot Mike based out of? Right now? Right now I'm in California, yeah. Okay. So playing the majority of the shows that you might be playing would probably be somewhere in California. And I can see you right now. Nice blue skies behind you. I'm jealous. We did have a warm day today, but man, I got like a foot of snow that we've been getting, you know, shoveling out the driveways and shit like that. <laughs> no, that goes, yeah. Um, well, Trip lives in uh, Arizona and Victor's in, in Costa Rica. Jay is out in Palm Springs. So the next time we're getting together is in end of April. And then we're going to be playing two shows, which I don't know where, but I'm guessing somewhere in Arizona area, uh, the 30th, 29th and the 30th, something like that. Okay. I can, I can send you the dates on that. Absolutely do that. Uh, I would say that that probably also explains why the majority of your releases appear to be one to two tracks at a time when every, you know, four band members don't live close to each other, at least in proximity, even in this day and age where you can collaborate online and kind of, you know, in the same way that we're doing right now, it's probably better to be able to do it in person, same room, 
and on maybe a regular basis. So I guess that would explain that. So is that something that you guys plan or is it just as you guys kind of work together, share, you know, like, hey, I've got this and you work it out and it's like, all right, now we've got something. So let's record it or what's kind of your recording plan slash schedule with the group? Well, the recording is actually over. We did we did nine tracks now. Oh, okay. We did nine tracks and we're just, because nobody really puts albums out anymore, you know, True. everybody's putting out. So that's like the newest thing. So we've been doing that and then we're making music videos and content and pictures. But as far as recording goes, every time we get together, like the next time we'll be in April, we'll, we'll always try to work on new ideas and put something together. Okay. I actually have a new idea on it and uh it's gonna be pretty good and it's gonna be pretty easy and quick to record and trip's got all the equipment so it kind of works out you know that's great going to his house in Arizona, going to band practice room and then at the same time having band practice and say hey let's try this out and we can record like a little demo you know that's cool that, that's great news so you know question i ask a lot of bands What's your touring? What's your live show foreseeable future? I mean, you've got a history of playing live shows all around the planet, it sounds like, with Mugshot Mike and everybody kind of being in different proximities. What What's that kind of look like for you as far as playing any live shows? Playing any live shows? For me, playing live is always pretty intense. <laughs> all the time i try to give my full energy and uh, i have to keep saying it you know without the fans it's nothing and it doesn't matter if there's one or two people for me it'll always be like it's a full show i always want to give 100 and make out of 10 people five people feel great you know obviously i have my history and i make a lot of people happy you know but now with mugshot mike it's starting over i still will always give 100 full on what's it look like then for you guys to get together to is is that something you've planned uh how many shows since you guys have been together i think i saw your first release came out in 2017 i don't know what your original inception date might be but uh when i was looking at your your back catalog it looked like 2017 was the first release have you played a lot of live shows or any live shows together well actually none the the only time i got to play was down in uh was it Newport? No, it was Huntington Beach at the at the Irish pub. Okay. And we did we did an acoustic show of four songs. I th- I believe it was Heaven and Hell, Found and Lost, Never Let You Down, and uh City by the Sea. Okay. NYC. Those four, but that's about it. And uh it's been on and off with different musicians because that's another thing. I'm very picky who I play with and what kind of energy did they bring onto me, you know? And like the people I'm with now, amazing. They, they, they have the same vibe. They're full on. They have the energy. They have the drive. And that's really important to me. I think it can be evident, you know, for people that wouldn't know you or the band members, but to hear what you guys are putting out so that your new track and to hear that it's like, yeah, there's a good group of people that work well together. I, all this other stuff that you told me had no idea. You know, I'm having you on the show to talk about <laughs> Mugshot Mike, and you've got a Grammy Award, time. and you've been playing since the 80s in various bands, and you've played all over the planet. It's just on and off, you know? It's just, oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's been a roller coaster ride, you know? And then when you're on the road, it's, like, so long, and it, it, gets, uh, it gets stressful, too, you know? And then you're playing, like, from big shows, to the smallest bar shows you know right and always a lot of fun you know and 
I pray to the universe. I'm so grateful for this. I was never in a band that had like a hard drug problem. You know, it was only drinking a little bit and partying, but that's it. But no heavy drugs. And I'm so grateful for that because on tour and all the people that I've met and seen, there's some crazy ones out there. I don't know if you heard of the band Discipline. Yeah. The band Discipline, you know, it's like we toured with them in Germany. And man, they were like just always over the top with being high, you know, and I was just like punching holes in the walls, you know, wow. <laughs> it's just like crazy stuff going on, you know, and then, uh, yeah, the U.S. bombs and I don't know, list is endless, uh, kept in boycott, you know, <laughs> over the place. Yeah. yeah. I think some of them, especially the ones that have been around for a lot of years, you know, 20, 30, 40, you know, in some cases at this point, 40 years, the ones that had a rough go at it, you know, based on their choices, it's evident by looking at them. <laughs> yeah, they agree, right? Right. Uh, healthy, clean living. You got to stay healthy and you got to stay strong and you got to uh, meditate in the best way you can and, and watch out for your health if you want to keep on going and have this intense punk rock live show going, you know, in yourself. Right. It's something, I mean, I've always been intense, you know, and like sports, eating healthy and staying in shape, you know, has a lot to do with it. Like the one thing that people don't understand is like playing a live show is like having an eight hour job. If you want to perform 100%. Right. It's not just that few, you know, the 20 to 60 minutes, depending on whatever your set time is. It's not just that it's conditioning, you know, working out a little bit. That way you have the endurance to make it through the practice time to be good together as a band, not just a bunch of guys playing instruments and the songs sound different every single time that you get up and play it. Yeah. It has to be kind of planned out, you know, and you always have to go with the audience as well, you know, because the vibrations that they give off the energy, you know, when they're into it, you don't want to lose that. Right. So you always want to push them and give them a lot of positivity. And that was always really important. It always will be, you know. Right. Well, uh, let's talk about a couple, at least a couple of your songs. Uh, For sure, Pirates in the Sea. Tell me about it. What what should people know? Give us a little insight to it. I played that over on Punkanoi Worldwide just a couple weeks back. Tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit about it. It's it's the newest track. Okay. Well, Pirates in the Sea, like I said, was uh, produced in Costa Rica at Long Beach Records. Trip and I, when we went on the plane, we went through the lyrics. This was in L.A. And we went back and forth on the lyrics, like how it should sound and how it should be sung, you know. And, uh, of course, we're banging hats together, you know. And uh, lyric-wise, you want to bring the right words, the, the right pronunciation, the right vibe to it, you know. And, and make it as simple as possible because that's what people want. They want to have easy lyrics and and a chorus that they can sing along to. And Follow Me is very simple. <laughs> right? Because we're all, I mean, like I said, you know, Pirates in the Seas is all musicians, all artists, you know, they're always looking for the next challenge. How can I get better? How can I get stronger? How can I make people follow me with the music? And that's kind of what I wanted to bring in on Pirates in the Sea. We are all Pirates in the Sea, you know? As the song says. <laughs> As the song says, very true. Right. And then you did a Spanish version of it that uh, you released afterwards. We were talking just before we got the interview going on about that. Uh, so tell us a little bit as to why, you know, because that's the only song, right, that you've got that you have an original 
and then you did a second version of it, in this case being yeah. a Spanish version of it. Yeah, well, the Spanish version, that was Tripp's idea as well. He was like, we have a drummer from Costa Rica, so the language is Spanish. Why don't we mix it up a little and make it an English and Spanish version? And then I said, well, that's interesting, you know, then you get more Spanish fans. At the same time, you can, since I speak uh, different languages, German and Austrian and a little bit of French, I said, if we tour, we can switch it up and say, follow me in French or in German. Right. You know, so the Spanish version is, Sigame, Sigame. <laughs> and I think if you do that in different languages in different countries when you're touring, how cool is that? You know, they're, they're right. happy when you're making the effort to translate the song, you know, in their words. Right. That always has an effect on people. Absolutely. They're like, hey, you know, they're on tour and they're, they're changing the words in Spanish or in German. How cool is that? You know? That is. Big picture then for this band, going and playing shows in some of these other countries then, yeah? Well, we got to start off here. Right. So <laughs> I, want to play, I want to play as soon as possible. Yeah, I guess in April it's the first time and it's going to be in Arizona, you know, and uh, we're going to do a lot of live feeds and everything and, and try to attract people and get to play shows. We were actually going to play in L.A. in the honeypot on my birthday, but it didn't work out because the drummer was in Costa Rica, you know, and flying him over here just for one show didn't really make any sense. Right. So now he's going to have band practice and we're going to play two shows. And I think that's like the first start. I would just say everybody get ready for end of April. It's going to be exciting and it's going to be good. That's great. Uh, let's talk about a couple of, like I said, you had a handful of tracks. You released three other ones besides Pirates in the Sea in 2022. Let's talk about some of those newer ones. Let's talk about Heaven and Hell. Uh, yeah, so Heaven and Hell, that's a song from 1993. I even remember. So we were sitting at my best friend's house in an apartment in Austria. His name's Marcus. I always call him Waxico because he was always uh, waxing the guitar like it was just born on him. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we were talking. I think we were talking religion. Yeah, we were. He was talking about religion. I was talking about the universe, how energies work, and everything. And he just started strumming away at the same time, you know. And I said, "Hey, what do you think about like a song, something like Heaven and Hell?" You know. And he was like, "Well, we're in between." But yeah, that sounds kind of good, you know, and and I started writing lyrics and everything. And uh, at that time, I don't know if you know this, but like like heroin was really big back in the day. Right. That was like that time. He lost a few friends and I lost a few friends on that, you know, and we were always sober and very proud. And he said, hey, let's write about our friends. You know, it's like uh, they've been through a th tough time. Let's try to connect it and tell our story, what it's like being on the streets, you know, and skateboarding with friends and friends that we've lost. And that's how it kind of came about, you know, it's like angels flying through the clouds. I'm not dead at all. But that's kind of about friends. You know, they were going and going and going. And then it was about waxing me, you know, just uh, playing music, creating the song and how long we've been together. And yeah, I think Heaven and Hell is a great title for that. I mean, songs are always like about the truth. It's your story with your eyes and what you've experienced. And that's how always, how every good song is a hit, in my opinion. 
because heaven and hell went very, very far. It went from it went from mugshots back then. I brought it to the next band. We tuned it up. I brought it to Mugshot Mike. I tuned it up. And now it's even better than it was 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> back then it was the hey, hey, hey. And now it's like, whoa, oh, I mean, I love that a lot more. <laughs> it's more powerful. And you're going to be the one singing it, so you should enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about Never Let You Down. Never Let You Down. Okay. This is something that I take very personal. Never Let You Down is when I got into the music like more serious and I started singing in front of bigger crowds. I couldn't even believe it. I was like, these people are singing my words. Me. The guy who's just a simple dude writing a couple of lyrics. So it must be the way I sing it or the way I perform it or the way I pronounce it or the tone of my voice that attracts these people so much and they like it. Then I came up with the title, uh, Never Let You Down, because the fans gave me something that was so strong and so energetic that I told myself, I want to write a song where I can tell the crowd, I'll never let you down music-wise, energy-wise, and to my true friends. That's what it was about. And at cool. the band, the band Pipes and Pints at the time, we were on a, on our high, you know, we were like the top of the top and people just loved us, you know, and it's, we were just like so amazed that this came out so good. You know, I have to keep saying this too. Like Tomasz Novotny is the, the old guitar player, which him and I quit the band in 2016. He's one of the most talented guitar players I've ever met in my life. He's from the Czech Republic. For me, he's the Czech Johnny Cash. Nice. I mean, absolute amazing tunes. You know, like when you sit with somebody, I mean, what's your favorite thing to do? Is it is it mostly music or is it movies or? I think a, a variety. Like I, I like movies because I like stories. And stories. another reason why I think I like a lot, you know, specific types of music too, is when that song sounds like a story. I like a story. Problem is, uh, I read a book and my mind wanders. I'll read, start going through pages, and then I'll realize, fuck, I don't know what happened in the last like five pages. I got to go back because my mind will start wandering onto other things. And so that's why I do enjoy movies or TV shows if it's a good story. And so I do watch that. I do love music because uh, I love the audible presentation, and in a lot of cases, I love the stories that they're told. And it's and it's the vibe that it's, that it's feeding back on you, right? Yeah, so this is the same thing with Thomas and me. It's like Kim and I had this this connection when he was playing. He was he was basically expressing himself through his mind, through his fingers in the guitar. He didn't have the words. I had the words. So for me, it was different. But everything he played had an had an energetic and automatic, like a magnet, co magical magnet connection where you said, wow, you know, his words, his tune. This is perfect. That's awesome. You know, everything else came together. I thought that was totally amazing because that is something really special. That's something you don't find every day. Right. And I guess so you, we should be grateful when you have that opportunity. If you're fortunate enough to have somebody like that, to come across somebody like that, to work with somebody, to be a friend with somebody like that, I guess just be grateful, right? Because not everybody gets that opportunity. Exactly. That's why I was saying in the beginning that I'm so picky with musicians and everything, you know, and, and Trip kind of gave me gave me that vibe back because he listens and he really goes into the the discussion and the tunes. I mean, musicians are just weird people. They, 
they see things in a lot of different ways, you know. It's just so, another form of an artist, you know, uh, somebody that draws, exactly. somebody that paints or something like that. And then what what they've painted, you, you know, it's just uh, it's, it's another form of right. that. Exactly. I totally agree. Yeah. And everything, every tune that he's like sending me, you know, is has a has a personal vibration on me and it, it's it comes together really good and powerful. His tunes are very powerful. It brings good lyrics out of me. That's fantastic. Well, I, I'm definitely looking forward to more of what you guys are doing. I, I'm excited to be playing what you have been putting out uh, between SLC Punkcast, Punk and Way Worldwide. Uh, something I like to ask everybody if I get the opportunity is, are there any bands? I mean, you, you probably have uh, such a myriad of experience having played so many places, having lived in other places, but it kind of gives mm. an idea of maybe what influences you or uh, just what you like to listen to in your free time. So are there any recommendations of a band, an album, a song, or something like that that you sh- would say, hey, if you like what I'm doing, go check this out? I'm trying not to make it complicated because I'm going through generations. It's like, you mean the 80s or the 90s or the 2000s? Because Whenever, pick some of each. Whenever, <laughs> yeah. Well, my variety of music is like huge, you know? It's like... Back in the day when I when I was skateboarding and just listening to simple stuff, it was no effects, uh, bad religion. Pantera was a big one in the nineties for me. Like that was that was huge. Now that I know I'm like filled personally, it's <laughs> went way down. <laughs> you know, that's that's another story. And then Henry Rollins came along and he's been in he's been my biggest inspirations since I started listening to music. So if I want to give any kind of advice of music, listen to Damaged by Henry Rollins. Listen to uh, Black Flag, Search and, uh, Search and Destroy. I think that's the one. And no, Search and Destroy is the is from Rollins' band. But Black Flag is Damaged. Sorry about that. So those are the things that I really inspired me, you know? It's like, and one of the songs, the biggest songs from Henry was, Don't Talk About It. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Remember that tune? Yeah. Had such an effect on me, you know, him seeing live and singing that. I was just like, wow. Okay. I know what to do. I'm going to go there. <laughs> and I saw Henry Rollins a lot of times and uh, saw his talk shows, but he's one of those people who really inspired me to be a musician. From a variety of music, I listen to everything. I listen from Hans Zimmer, orchestra music, to pop punk, uh, Pop rock, girl punk, I mean, everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Even David Guetta, David Guetta which I met once and is a friend of mine. He's He plays a lot of techno and rave and stuff. Okay. But he's the kind of person and he, he's the same way. He listens to everything to get his ideas from. I think that's great. It's out there. I, I'm very similar in the sense where I'll listen to a variety of music. I tell people uh, I listen to everything, but I also probably dislike everything in the sense that Whatever the style is, if it sounds good, I'm gonna like it. I don't care what what attachment, if uh, you know, call it whatever. Or if it doesn't sound good, then I don't want to hear it. There's plenty of punk <laughs> music that I hear. It's like, yeah, it's not for me. Right. Yeah. But even if I record my music, like when I'm recording my music, I get so fed up with it, and then like people ask me, "Hey, how was the recording? How do you like your music?" And say, "I haven't listened to it." <laughs> you know, it takes me only like five, six months for me to listen to my own music, you know? Yeah. Because I get so intense in the studio 
And then later on, I just want to listen to something else, you know, that like brings me down and, and gets me new ideas. Nice. I, I, I'm with you. That, that makes sense. One last questions I've got is you've been in so many bands. You have played so many places. It sounds like you put on a fantastic show. So anybody that's going to be in the area there uh, in Arizona in April should definitely go check it out. Or, at, you know, if they're on the other side of the planet, watch your, your streaming. But are there any recommendations? You know, you pointed out some bands that might not have been the best on tour, but as far as putting out a good live show, are there any that you've seen a live show and thought, yeah, I mean, performances uh, like that make me want to keep doing the performances the way I do them? Wow. The Rollins Band. Rollins Band is, is a mega success on live shows. The same thing with Tool. Tool has one of the best live shows I've ever seen. Unbelievable. And Suicidal Tendencies. Yeah. I mean, think about them. They're still around and they're still full on. And by the way, there's two psycho mics because he's psycho mic. I'm this psycho mic. So mine is written with SYCO. Yeah. Sonic Youth Core Orchestra is what psycho stands for. Okay. This <laughs> Because I like to make people sing and laugh and happy with the punk rock music. I like it. That's fantastic. As we wind this down, is there anything else about you about mugshot mike that we should know that i have neglected to ask you or mention uh no um i just think get ready for mugshot mike and uh you're gonna have a fantastic live show and a lot of fun with the new crew and we're really looking forward all of us to play live i always like to include my bandmates victor rojas is on drums glenn holland trip holland is on guitar and Dustin Daltamon is going to be playing bass and myself as a singer. And you're going to have a lot of fun listening to us and seeing us live. Absolutely. And I'm grateful to get to talk to you at a beginning stage. I mean, you are an accomplished musician, performer. You've done it for a lot of years. But for your band, even though you have sure. a handful of songs out over the last few years, just getting into being able to perform the, the songs uh, live, you know, because that's obviously a huge part of being in a band. Fantastic yeah. to get to talk to you kind of in this beginning stage of Mugshot Mike, even though, like I, I said, a couple it. years. So I'm really looking forward to what you're going to be doing. I'm glad that you guys are here on the West Coast. You should definitely come to Utah once the band's, you know, we're not too far off of uh, Southern California and Arizona. Yeah, definitely. I want to come through everywhere. Everywhere I can go, I want to go. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Well, Mike, I appreciate you <laughs> taking the time. Love the music. We're going to play more of it uh, right now. So thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Yeah. And check out mugshotmike.net. Will That's do. the website. Thank you. Awesome, brother. Here we are, you and me. Say it's old and rolling free. Raise your drink and let's go out. Here we are.
And you hear the crowd in the background because Never Let You Down, as uh, Mike said, that's the song for the fans. That's the song for the crowd. That's the song for the people coming out to the shows. I thought you were going to say, you hear the crowd in the background? All fake. They just <laughs> they just use uh, stock sounds for it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I have no idea. But uh, I want to thank Mike again for joining. Uh, like I said, great guy, just super... Super cool. I, I really liked him a lot. I really liked doing the interview. Uh, as he stated during the interview, was did vocals in uh, Pipes and Pints, another great band. I uh, played a track from them on the Celtic Punk episode I just released a few days ago for the week of St. Patty's Day over on Punkinoy Worldwide. So if you want to go listen to some cool music, then... Do it. And we have his headshot here. <laughs> we, we have some headshots as well. <laughs> he sent us these little, uh, uh, these little pictures it's just a, it's just his face in front of a brick wall, and he's staring ominously off camera. <laughs> and it says IMDb up in the corner. And then on the flip side, it's a well, it's a sort of profile. It's a side view of his uh, body, but he's turning his head into the camera, giving this little uh, "the fuck you looking at" look. <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, great interview, great tracks. Looking forward to, as you said, bands getting together. Uh, over in Arizona where Trip lives uh, since he's got the studio and the band members, him, bass player in Southern California, drummers coming from Costa Rica and all getting together in Arizona. So it is quite a feat to get the band together so they can all record in the same place, work stuff out, and then also to play shows. But th all that's coming. Hope you enjoyed the interview, enjoyed the tracks. Look forward to playing more Mugshot Mike in the future. Thank you again to Mike. Now we got to wrap up the show. Eric, what are you going to wrap up the show with? Okay, a band that I didn't really choose of my own accord. This is more <laughs> of a favor to my friend. Um, yeah, she asked me a year ago to play this band. And, well, she showed me this band. She's like, you should play them on your podcast. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll consider it. <laughs> and I took it took a year worth of considering. Also, the fact that I forgot about this, <laughs> and then she reminded me again, like, "Hey, when are you gonna play the band?" I'm like, "Oh shit, I forgot about that." Well, fuck it, I'll play the next episode. I'll keep my promise. <laughs> so, uh, the band Ogre Packet Slammers. <laughs> Ogre Packet Slammers. These guys are a uh, brutal death metal, and. That was actually kind of an accident. I was kind of rehearsing what I was going to say about this uh, about this song, like while I was out driving, and I said I meant to say brutal technical, but it came out as brutical. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna coin that term, <laughs> brutical. So brutal technical death metal. There you go. Yeah, so that's basically what it is. And Ogre Packet Slammers, what should they be singing about? But uh, the fucking uh, movie Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shrek is on the cover of this album. He's It's just this weird, just that weird little uh, come hither smile with these flaming eyes. And it's just over the, it's just a, a sort of faded image above this horizon line. It's so bizarre. <laughs> I mean, the band itself is pretty bizarre. Oh man! So yeah, what song did, what song should I play on this one? I was like, okay, this is your band that you want me to plug. What song? Stay out in my swamp. <laughs> okay, so, so, being 
me being curious about a song that I'm about to plug on this fucking podcast. What is this song about? Well, it's uh, it's it's about trying to keep people out of your slump, <laughs> keeping people off your swamp. Build a ten foot wall around my land. I could quote that movie front to back. Don't get me started. But am I ready to start a band about it? Maybe. It'd be kind of funny. But it looks like <laughs> these guys uh, beat me to the punch. I mean, these are some of the lyrics here. You know, the opening line is, uh, step in my swamp and I will flay your ass alive. No one escapes. You won't see day's light. <laughs> and then, uh, fuck your soldiers. They've been consumed alive. Fuck your castle. I'll shit over the walls. <laughs> Fuck your kingdom, dragon will burn it down, and fuck your gem crown, I'll make my fucking own. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what it's all going to entail. I mean, there are other words, same ideas, just said in different phrases. So, uh, I begrudgingly accept, <laughs> stay out of my swamp from the ogre packet slammers.
Okay, Miz. Are you happy now? <laughs> I played some fucking ogre packet slammers on here. Honestly, the song the song ain't that bad. It's a it's not bad at all, but this is not the metal that I uh, flock to. I'm not big into those brutal fucking uh, gutturals and emphasis on gut because it just sounds like you're gurgling on your intestines. <laughs> <laughs> those types of vocals. I'm not into the. Remember what I was saying about the BPMs earlier with yep. the Ramones. Well, there you go. Now we have uh, drum machines that can go as fast as we want them to. Just you might as well just be uh, rubbing your. Uh, Sounds like a machine. Yeah, gun. rubbing a stick down some sandpaper, like. <laughs> 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 they actually do make uh, musical instruments like that. I I can't remember what they're called, but they sound like a grasshopper. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. So yeah, ogre packet slammers. Uh, by the way, I don't think there's a bass in there. I didn't hear a bass. <laughs> well, maybe they don't have one. Maybe they don't have one. I mean, this is about the only thing that they have. This whole album. They have an, a whole album's worth of this. <laughs> I'm really... Actually, I'm amazed. <laughs> you guys. Uh, more power to you. But uh, but yeah, there you go. Niz, I held up my fucking promise. I played Ogre Packet Slammers and the song that you requested too. So yeah, let's uh, never look at this again. <laughs> Awesome. Well, we're low on time. I'm going to quickly throw in a track. Uh, my alternative track from a couple episodes ago was Faith No More. The band I'm going to play on this one I was alluding to back then. Uh, the band is Tomahawk. The band features Mike Patton of Faith No More and Mr. Bungle, Dwayne Dennison of Jesus Lizard, John Stanier, ex-helmet drummer, and Kevin Rutmanis of the Melvins. Uh, it is experimental alternative metal of sorts. I will let you decide. Most of the tracks are like this. They did have a few releases. And this particular track has two versions, Mescal Right 1, Mescal, well, I shouldn't say versions, but a second, Mescal Right 2. We're going to play the shorter one. As I said, we're short on time. Uh, this particular album, it's called Anonymous, and it hey. came out in 2007. <laughs> The track that we're going to play, Mescal Right One. Here we go, Tomahawk.
that's winding down. What'd you think? This is some uh, level of a uh, Jesus built my hot rod. <laughs> you know, the only thing that's missing is, uh, uh, shit, I can't remember his name. The singer of Butthole Surfers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's just missing him, but oh my God. What were they saying? <laughs> uh, those were some sort of Native American chants, I believe, but I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Huh. Well, hey. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mescal Wright, one off of Anonymous. The band again is Tomahawk. Thank you again for everybody uh, joining for episode 307. Thank you for tuning in all the way up to this point. Thank you again to Mike for uh, doing that interview with us. Love talking about Mugshot Mike. Super cool guy. Super nice, just genuinely cool guy. Liked him a lot. Uh, the show's found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon, Music Player FM, Podvine, and slcpodcast.com. The bands are found on Instagram at Truth Cult Band, at Ricky Rochelle, at Braindead underscore band, at Fury of Five, at Abe and His Babe, at Worker and Parasite Bureau, at Gallows Official, at underscore Mugshot Mike Official, at The Ogre Pack, at Slammers, and the shows at SLC Punkcast. Eric. I am on Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. You can give me a follow. Can't guarantee I'll follow back, but it'd be nice. <laughs> you can find my bands on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official and at theapathetics.slc and on Facebook at anonymous SLC and at theapathetics, respectively. And you can stream our shit on Bandcamp. We got some stuff in the works, both of us. So... It's going to be fun. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, yeah, those handles, you can find them at anonymous SLC and at theapathetics.bandcamp.com. Uh, check out my other podcast, Lead Melodies, on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. Stream the episodes on anchor.fm and also on Spotify. And be sure to check out the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook where I post flyers for shows that are going to be happening. I at least try to. These last couple of weeks, I've been slammed with a bunch of shit. But I, I get to it when I can. <laughs> Excellent. The bands are found on Facebook at Ricky Rochelle, at Brain Dead Band 2021, at Fury of V for Fury of Five, at Abe and His Babe, at Worker and Parasite Bureau, at Gallows, at Mugshot Mike 2020, at The Ogre Packet Slammers. Thank you, everybody, again for tuning in. And Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Well, guys, today it's been three years since I was almost stripped off of this fucking planet with my double hemorrhage. And I made a post about it on both the Facebook and the Instagram. So if you uh, if you friend me or if you follow me, you have uh, seen it. But uh, but honestly, to other people who have uh, stuck by my side, that includes my mom and dad, Kyle and Sylvia, and my sister Victoria. Uh, my two best friends are not my two. My three best friends: uh, Destiny, Shawnee, and Landon, and also your his sister Gentry, and also you, Dustin. <laughs> Well, thank you to all of those other people as well. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, you did the from compilation. Me, from though. me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but for me, thank you for me to them as well. Yeah. I mean, he did the compilation. You can still stream that uh, compilation, the Benefit Comp on Bandcamp. I recommend you do so. There's a lot of great songs on there. There are a couple tracks, I think, still on there, and that's the only place you can find them anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So all the more reason to check that out, if not for my sake. But, <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. That was uh, that was three years ago. But just grateful to still be to still be walking, to still be talking, still be playing, still be podcasting, still be writing. 
just uh, becoming more and more like a functional human adult every day. I'm still dealing with the repercussions. That shit changed my life. It really did. And, you know, who's to say where I would be had it not happened? But it did. It happened. And this is where I am now. But I'm glad that there are still constants in my life, whether it be people or whether it just be things that I am doing. And, yeah, just just thankful for all you listeners out there giving us a reason to still continue doing the podcast. SLC Punkcast for life, motherfuckers. Play the fucking outro. <laughs>